we go with the uh, Friday edition of the show, and uh, he's not part of the fam, and he likely never will be because of his zany political views, <laughs> but we're not going to talk poli- uh, any politics today. Please let me introduce, how long, have, how long have we known one another now? Oh, man, I'd say about 40 years. Not 40 years. I'm telling you, man. We're it's not just... that old. <laughs> we're not that old. All right, I'll give it 35, 30. No, you're right. You're right, uh, 35, 35. Maybe like 30 or something. Let me introduce uh, <laughs> the one and only straight out of Northeast Philly, not my dad, not my brother, not anybody else who I've ever mentioned from back home, but the one and only, the Modi Darwish. Hey, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> I, can, I can hear the applause. Now, um... Some people who are on my Facebook page might have seen your stuff. I think people that I know have pre-blocked you for for the things that you say, which I find absolutely freaking amazing. Um, you, uh, as I've already mentioned, your views, my views, they conflict. But that's totally fine. I find all the stuff you do very entertaining. And... I, I am the director of your marketing department. I'm disappointed that you've gotten away from SKS, Special Kind of Stupid. Yes, I've gotten away from Special Kind of Stupid. I've gone with uh, loonies and loon jobs. I thought it was lefty loonies. Lefty loonies, lefty loonies, right. right, right, right. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the focus groups didn't like that a whole lot. It's Special the, Kind of Stupid, we had something there. but what, what Yeah, we, we had traction with Special Kind of Stupid. We did. We were doing really well with Special Kind of Stupid. I, okay, I started to get right. t-shirts printed up. I got <laughs> I got masks printed up. Oh, it was, the brand was hot. Um, so Modi and I have known one another for 30-some for years. Probably started playing like Bustle and Bengals and sports together. Yeah. And then eventually, you went to Baldy, right? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll, we'll just let it roll. I remember you when we were playing sports because i was always bigger than most everybody else except yep. for you <laughs> well you were you were you were as as tall as me and no, but you no 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 <laughs> no you were taller and you had those gangly long ass Kemi matumbo arms and it was yes. a pain in the ass to play basketball against you <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. I was. But you were like more the Shaq type. You had more body on you. Yeah, than you, I, did. I, I was. Uh, they would say, what was the word? Not um, hefty. Portly? Uh, hu- husky. husky. Husky was probably husky, the word. Husky, husky. Nobody would call me fat because I, I I was a little athletic, so I didn't get that 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 fat denomination. But no, nah, no, nah, you're being you're being humble. You were you were very athletic. You were you were pretty good. I hit my athletic peak when I was like 13 or 14, and then everybody else hit puberty, and I was like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. Um, so that's that's some background. We can go back to this. So, okay. what do you do all day? Like, I know when I was doing the morning show, we chat in the morning until the sun came up, and then you prayed. So, your <laughs> give me your background. Tell. Pretend I, I don't know anything about you. Tell me about you and your background and religion wow. and all that stuff. Wow. So um, I would start off with saying like this is like, uh, you know, I came over here when I was six years old, came over um, uh, from Israel. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm 41 right now. So that's what I said. We met about 35 years ago, maybe 34 years ago. Um you know, and uh, coming over as an immigrant, you know, barely speaking English and all that stuff, I had to get adjusted. But thank God through sports and school, 
you know, I got adjusted, you know, got to know people like you and that kind of stuff and in the community and, um, <clears throat> you know, just grew up secular until um, the age of uh, 23, um, basically going to college, Penn State. You know, we went to high school together, too. Yeah. Um, and then, we, you know, when you went, uh, you went to your place, I went to Penn State. And um, <laughs> You don't know where I went. I, I, I know you went to Townsend at the beginning. I don't know if you transferred or not. I don't forget. I, forget. <laughs> I did. I did. People, and I don't keep, I didn't keep touch with many people, but there were some that, some people thought I vanished off the face of the earth. And I get that because we didn't have Facebook like in 99 right, right. And, 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 in and you go to a different state, you're, that's it, you're gone. Yeah, and unless like unless, I was on your AOL instant messenger list, nobody had any idea where I was. Exactly. See, we would meet up, you know, like a local, you know, diners or movie theaters. You'd see a person often, you know. Now, forget about it. You know, right. once... Yeah, right. So, so. yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're so, so secular means like you're like me. Like I am very proud <laughs> of my my. Yes, I'm very proud. In fact, I want to ask you something, uh, a, a small discussion that I got into on, on Facebook last night. But I, I think will be more religious, but it's somewhat tied to politics. So you're okay. me like I am very proud. I think we've got the best religion. Um, so I'm secular, and I always say I'm I'm very Jewish, especially if you want to give me eight days of gifts. You know, you want to make it 16? <laughs> Let's go. So how did you go from that to what you are now? Okay, so basically me growing up, I, I hated religion. I was, you know, on the left, and, you know, all the conservatives sounded like loonies to me. And, um, you know, but at home I had, like, you know, some kind of, like, uh, upbringing coming from Israel, you know, we had uh, the traditional stuff like Hanukkah, like you said. Um, we did a little bit more. We did a little Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah. Um, but I always kept kosher outside the house. Uh, what I knew, I didn't mix meat and milk. I didn't do the pork stuff. And so um, I had a little connection. And uh, but it really wasn't it wasn't a religious thing. It was just like, you know, this is what we do. There are rules. Don't break the rules. You know, right. mom always said, don't break the rules. I was like, OK, fine. Um, I, 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 I experimented a little bit in college. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, eventually um, what happened was I don't know if you knew around like the 2001 ish area. Uh, there was uh, it was called labeled the Intifada in Israel. No, it was it was it was um, basically an uprising of the Arab populace over there, and they would go on a murder spree. Uh, they would bomb uh, bus stations, coffee shops. Was this uh, before or after nine eleven? It was after. It was after. Um, you know, uh, buses everywhere was just getting bombed, and uh, you know, I just wanted to do something. You know, spectacular in life. I don't know. I guess I, I'm very arrogant, <laughs> um, and I'm not as humble as you. And I wanted to like uh, make a name for myself, do something. You know, so I said, what better way to do it than you know connect to my roots, where I came from, and that kind of stuff. So uh, I wanted to go to the army. I wanted to go into politics, and that kind of stuff over there. That's and, right. Uh, I remember mm -hmm. when we first uh, when I, when we connected again. Uh, I think. <laughs> I, I, our friend Josh Stein, who is like the only remaining person that we grew up with who will still tolerate your shit other than me. <laughs> uh, and I love watching you two go at it. Um, I think he told me that, yeah, didn't you, did you go into the Israeli military? I was going to, I was going to. I, I, moved, I moved to Israel. And, but before I moved to Israel, I wrote a book. I wrote a book that, um, you know, how Israel could solve its problems over there. And uh, the, thesis, the main point of the book was that... Uh, 
you know, the only way to win any kind of war or any kind of basketball game, going back to our athletic background, is is to unite, to, to have unity amongst the team. And I said the only thing that unites Jews is Judaism. And, well, you got to do it. <laughs> you can't just say it. So um, I basically just started, like, reaching out to all sorts of rabbis, asking them what I got to do, <laughs> you know, to become a Jew. And they said, uh, your mother's Jewish. You don't have to do anything. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, listen, you guys, you guys do the thing. I want to do the thing. And I don't want to grow up like I did, you know. I grew okay. up hanging out, hanging out with everybody, and I just want to do the right thing. So uh, they started directing me. And then eventually I ended up in Israel because the army, um, you know, gave me some time before they call you up. Um, I ended up in a place called a yeshiva. Yeshiva, for those who don't know, is... Um, Nobody you know, knows. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a learning institution for Torah, you know, the Bible. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Jewish I, Bible, right? Yep, yep. So, um, you know, so I just started learning. And all of a sudden, you know, they just started asking me, challenging me with questions. Like, how do you know there's a God? I'm like, I don't. <laughs> you know? Um, so then, they, you know, they present me with all this proof. And I was just like blown away. And then um, what I'm was, like, all right, what, what, was, what was some of the proof? What was some of the proof? Um, just just like real quick, uh, nothing creates itself. So what created the first piece of matter? You know, had to be a first cause. The, the Big Bang? I mean, science. Right. And what pushed that Big Bang? It has to be a first cause. Science, and that first ca- the first cause can't have a cause. Sure. I, no, I get that. I mean, it's, right. I, I believe something... I, I'm I'm very bizarre. Like I'm not. <laughs> I don't believe in a specific being, like a god. I don't disbelieve it, but um, I'm more scientific and, and spiritual. For for me, for someone like you, probably would go. I I am not a believer. I do not believe in God. And if you wanted to say that, that's totally fine. But in the same way, I the spirituality that I've gained over the last you know, 10, 15 years to, to to really battle a lot of my mental health issues. Um, some some Buddhist principles and just basically karma, like do good, get good, the, the old golden right. rule. So I'm a deep right. believer in that. Yeah. So that's the experiential of God, but like the existence is like. Um, so before you want to find out if something exists or doesn't exist, whether you believe it or not believe it, you have to define it. Um, and so in in Judaism, the way you define God is the, we, we say Ein Sof. Ein Sof means without end, okay. uh, the in, the infinite one. And, you know, where is the infinite one? The well, being? like the Yeah, God? the infinite being. Yeah, okay. the thing we call God. Well, if you say he's truly infinite without end, that means he would be within everything. Okay. Right? I, I've come across some kind of movie like that before, and it was more Jesus stuff. And um, if, if you ever watched the movie Lucy. I don't know it. Oh, you got to go watch it. It's unbelievable. Well, <laughs> Morgan Freeman and everything, but it's it's a good good movie. To, to um, your yeah. to your point though of like it being within you, there was some movie that I watched that made that confirmed or affirmed my belief that you don't need to go to a building right. or worship or pray anything because if you believe in that, like it's within you and it's all around you. Right. Exactly. It's a hundred percent. You're connected to it all the time you can't disconnect from it and it just it is and like you said the, the guiding principles of this being it you know that we're within and encompassed um around is um is one of the things is uh we call mida kinegin mida it's a measure for measure 
And this measure for measure is you do good, you get good. You do bad, eventually you're going to get bad. I don't know if you've seen uh, Jordan Peterson and any of his talks, but he talks about it all the time. He talks about it all the time. I can cherry pick some things that I like about his stuff, but I think overall I'm I'm not the biggest fan. More because that stuff is probably fine, but doesn't he have some, some, well, in my opinion, like, outdated views on, on women and certain patriarchy things. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going into, you know, everything. But to cherry pick that point. <laughs> right. And he's like, you know, somebody who's known out there. So if you want Sure, sure, sure. Let me ask you this. To, to go back to the yeah. God thing. Yeah. What If I if I agree that, like, things didn't just start itself um, and it wasn't some kind of chemical reaction or, or, or something deeply involved in physics or quantum mechanics, what if, and I will, because I, you got your Seinfeld memes, I got my <laughs> Thanos memes. What, what if, like, Thanos, we'll use him for the lack of another figure, what if he's the one that started everything? Is he God? Well, that's the thing. No, the one that started everything is the one being. He's not a figure. He can't be a figure, right, and by definition, because a figure is limited. It has borders. So then right? is God just an idea then? Not an idea. It's it. It's the only thing that exists. We exist within it, right? We so, just see just a limited view of it. So then we, in a way, we are all God. We are all part of it, God, okay. yeah. All right. Well, yeah, th- that's what that's what that's why that's where it comes. Like the mutual respect is very important. You can't disrespect your fellow, right? You can't steal from your fellow. You shouldn't be jealous of them, right? Because you you gotta have that profound respect to person to a person. What what if? Because to go to your point of of the teaching, and this is utterly fascinating to me. Um, something had to start it. What if it was? Because we we don't know. What if it was what we would call a person? <laughs> That, that, that started everything. Well, a person would be limited and then wouldn't be the infinite, right? It would have borders. It would have eyes. It would have legs. It would have, right? It's a limit. We, we, don't, we, we don't know because we only know what we are as, as humans. But what if there was like a greater being that the best thing we could define is, you know, a hybrid alien human. And one day, if <laughs> this thing flicked a match and all of a sudden, boom, the universe. <clears throat> nah. <laughs> no? can't <laughs> I mean, but there's no way like just like we can't prove all the jesus stuff we can't unprove we can't disprove that that didn't happen either because nobody was there well you can because it's not it's illogical again because that would be the first cause this this major crazy thing um huge person uh theranos whatever you want to call him it would be thanos. that you didn't see thanos, the marvel movies thanos. modi i did not I've, oh I've, my god I've, listen when i went away for, I went away for 11 years. I was I was in a cave. Okay, I was in a cave. You so, didn't. I, so was Tony it was Stark. The, it was pre-internet on your phone. It was it was you know you had to go to a cafe to get internet when I went away. Um, <clears throat> and I studied for 11 years, basically out of the loop. I came back in 2014. <clears throat> so any reference after 2014, I could probably pick right. up on. Well, pick up on um, Marvel movies. It's funny, like so. You're you're all like everything pop culture to you is before that, so it's all Seinfeld. It's stuff. all Seinfeld, right? And, uh, well, at least you're not dropping like Beverly Hills 902 and O memes. <laughs> nah, Seinfeld, Jimmy Car- Jim Carrey, a little Chris Rock. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Sorry yeah. for that. And, and this is where like I can I can, I'm totally fine with all the stuff that you post because I I know you. And I think we can agree that neither of us were there. 
So we have no idea how this thing all got started. And you can no. believe what you believe, and I respect that. And right. I can believe whatever I want. And, and mine is, like, I'm very concrete. And, and this is where, like, I there's a contrast in me where I deeply believe in science, but I also go, eh, you can sell me on some things. <laughs> well, was, you know, science, you know, we could just... Um without studying the metaphysical science, right? Just the f actual physical science. Mm -hmm. we're, we're no different than a car, right? What do you mean? We, we have parts. The car has parts, right? That, we, have, we have cells, you know, atoms, new, you know, uh, running around, bouncing off each other. Our so bodies are, are, are some of the most advanced computers ever created. Okay. We're a little, an advanced car, okay? A Tesla as opposed to like a Model T. Yep. Right? Um, but... You know, if, you, if you're just looking at the physical aspect of it, but you know, especially with mental health and that kind of stuff, that, you know, when I make you laugh, I'm not making your body laugh. I'm making you, your personality. Right. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, there's, there's a soul. There's a software within the hardware. Oh, you just, uh, okay. Uh, uh, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. I, are you familiar with, I forget the name of the writer, but Homo Deus? No. Okay, and have have you gotten back into pop culture a little bit in the last five years? <laughs> I don't know what you consider pop culture, but um, you know politics and sports, you definitely. But. All right, so no, um, so <laughs> there is a trend now in a lot of entertainment things, um, and I'll have to look. I'll, I have the time here to look, look up the book. Um, where, to your point, our bodies are simply shells. And mm -hmm. we can download our consciousness and our personalities into a hard drive mm -hmm. and, you know, stash it away and then put it into another shell at another mm -hmm. point in time. And in a way, it's a, a, a way to um, live forever. And, and I forget what some of the terminology was that was in this book, but it, it was fascinating to me. And I was like, holy shit, I've seen this in a lot of TV shows and things that I really like. I watch a show called Westworld, and basically that's the premise of it. People, human beings trying to find a way to live forever. And mm -hmm. it's it's always been about, with science fiction, let's, let's freeze the body and we'll wake you up and we can <laughs> cure you. And then it's kind okay. of been switched to, let's take the personality and the consciousness out okay. of you because it is basically just electrons and neutrons and positrons put it into a computer save it and then we'll get you a new body right so um you should know judaism um judaism you know we we we, we got the the code from god god we say god created the world and he gave us um the purpose the being how to live everything uh, of the world right and one of the major um pillars of this is that um the soul is everlasting okay the body dies but the soul doesn't okay <clears throat> when the body dies it just goes into the ground but it could be regenerated and the major major part of uh, judaism and the world it's not just judaism is that people will be resurrected again and their souls will be downloaded as you say back into those bodies okay so we firmly believe that, okay. and um, and so it's not a foreign thought. It's not like something made up by Hollywood, like you're saying. It, you know, the, with the new pop culture stuff, it is absolutely real. They're so, touching on something very, very holy. Well, in that sense, uh, like in the Hollywood sense, and I looked at the the book uh, Homo Deus. It's by Yuval Noah Harari, 
Um, sounds and, Jewish. <laughs> sounds Israeli too. <laughs> it, it might be. Uh, I'm just going to. This is the definitely. nice thing about that, doing definitely, definitely Israeli. <laughs> this is the nice thing about doing uh, podcasts. I can. Uh, I don't have to worry about talking music and stuff or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, blah blah. I'm scrolling down here. He's at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. Uh, this and th- he's written several of these books, and it, right. it's quite fascinating. I'm trying to see if it's got like where he was born and how he grew up. But oh, here we go. Born in Haifa, Israel. Did I say yeah. that right? Yeah. Haifa. Well, it's a uh, it's if you could do the like I'm not you're doing spitting the like you're about to spit, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> you I know? never I never did Haifa. Hebrew school, and I don't roll I don't roll my R's for Spanish. So he was born there in Israel, yeah. 1976. He received his PhD from University of Oxford, and is currently a lecturer at the Department of History, uh, the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. So there you go. Maybe maybe something to, to have interest in, and this is why like I can communicate with you because. We're both going down the same road. Uh, mm-hmm. We're just taking different ways of getting there. <laughs> so I mentioned the part about downloading the consciousness into a computer because, again, they're, they're just electrical things in your brain. You said that the body goes in the ground, the soul comes back somewhere else. Where is the mm-hmm. soul in the time being? It's a place called the soul world. And the soul world is basically split into two. Okay. Um, we call heaven and hell, right? <laughs> hell um, in Judaism is just a place that the soul gets purified of all the earthly um, dross, uh, you know, the the, the, the nastiness that the, the body put onto the soul. All the kind of like a, a, a cleanse, like, a cleanse, you, you a go cleanse. The, you right. go to the health food store, you get the three day cleanse. Yeah, You're detoxing. Exactly, Got it's it. a detoxing. Okay. It's a detoxing. Okay. So wait, and I'm sorry to keep yeah. interrupting, but I have questions because I know a lot of times people will ask me, "Don't Jews not believe in hell?" I'm like. You're asking the wrong one. So, <laughs> so answer that for the people that have always asked me. Do we believe in hell? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's just it's just a, a, a cleansing, right? Okay. It's a purification, and then uh, once once a person is purified enough, according to the, each each according to their level, um, then you go into a place. It's called Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden, so to speak, and you enjoy some of the fruits that you you did in this world. Okay, you enjoy some of the goodness, you know, because I mean, you, you said you did good acts, right? Obviously, um, I'm sure you probably got circumcised when you were eight years old. I hope you did. Eight <laughs> days old? Eight days old? Eight days, yes, yeah, yes, man. yes, yes, yes. I, no, I had no choice in that. I like to think right. of my, my good acts are uh, more, more current and modern, but... Uh, but, but, that, but that one still counts. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm good with that. It's in the merit column, right? So you, you enjoy um, of that. And then whenever God decrees is going to be the resurrection, we think it's within now and 219 years it's going to happen, okay? Um, Then you're going to be downloaded back into your body. Now, it won't be the old body or the deformed body, whatever, you know, it will be a regenerated aspect of you. It will be the best possible aspect of you. So this is all reincarnation stuff, right? Yes. And then you'll live forever in your body. I like it. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on a second. Yes. So would I? Would my soul, when I'm detoxing, God is like, you're good to go, Eric. Eric. To you, Eric. Um, I'll do whatever you want. Eric is good with me. <laughs> uh, so where do you go? Like, am I going into a tree? Because if I go into another body, that body's not going to live. And that tree's not going to live forever either. Right. So, um, 
until the we're living right now in the year five seven eight one rosh hashanah is the beginning of the year so we're right now in the year five seven eight one from the creation of adam right okay and and adam was the first person for those who don't know and um we're going up to the year six thousand then what happens okay from the year six thousand the world is destroyed we go into a place like i said like it's sort of like the garden of eden Okay. It's a spiritual place, and we enjoy from the fruits that we did in this world. It's pure enjoyment. No, after six thousand, there is no more suffering. There's no more dying. There's no more decaying. There's no more um, not feeling good. It's pure bliss. Okay, at the year seven thousand, God regenerates the world, and it's a perfect world. Nothing breaks down. Nothing is evil. It's pure enjoyment. Until somebody bites an apple again, right? No, 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 no. There will be no more tests. Okay. That was that was that was part of the first test, and we we flunked, and then uh, <laughs> we have six thousand years to to fix it up. But um, after that, so the soul gets an elevation. I guess uh, uh, I just did an update on my phone, an Apple update, right? So it's an update every thousand years. The year eight thousand, nine thousand, ten thousand. And then we live forever in that perfected state. I'm good with being. all of this. <laughs> I, I have one goal, and, it, and it's a little scarier to, to say. Like, I have one wish um, yeah. that, that I can go, I can die now. But as I get older, I'm like, wait a second, I want to rethink that. I will be totally content with my existence when we have some kind of first contact with aliens. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Very good point. Okay, so... Um, you, you said you'd be very content. Okay, but you also touched on reincarnations. Yeah. So within the 6,000 years, and right now we're 5781, so it's another 219 years, a person's, the aspect of their souls that they didn't fix, they didn't correct, they, it comes back into this world. So it can be reincarnated in a rock, uh, a tree, an animal, or another human. Okay? Whatever aspect of, of its soul, and the soul could split up into thousands of parts. Okay, and that gets regenerated into the world. But the ultimate one, the after the six thousand, seven thousand, will be you in your totality into your body again. I'm good with um, that. Yeah, it's good, right? It's it's, I, <laughs> it's amazing. It's eternal bliss. I, so go ahead. I always thought when I was younger and I hadn't beaten my demons back, I'm like, you know, I I'm going to be doomed. My I will be hell on earth. I will live uh, to be 108. Be, and, and just be miserable and depressed and, and, and awful. And that will be my, my punishment. And I've, I've beaten that back now. But, uh, uh-huh. yeah. Now, so this world is, so you should know, this world is you're given a body and you're given a soul. The body wants to do bad physical things. And the soul wants to do good godly things. Mm-hmm. And, it's a, and, and it's just a test. The whole world is just a test. It's not good. Right? It's not like we, we, we think of the world as Six Flags, Great Adventure, Amusement Park, right? So we try to enjoy it as much as possible. But it's, and, and we'll never be able to truly enjoy it. There will always something that will break down, like 2020 is breaking down, right? <laughs> Nobody planned on this, right? And right. It, it hasn't gone in anybody's uh, direction, right? So, um, and, and, and that can't be the purpose. The purpose is the struggle. And this, after the struggle comes the reward, right? It's just like working and then going home and enjoying your paycheck. Um, so that's the way the world is designed. Once you get into that consciousness, everything just is awesome. It's cool. It's I'm, good, I'm good with all that. And this is where we, where we connect. Um, like I have a quote uh, on my resume. Be the best for the world, not the best in the world. Or, you know, my goal is 
um, go to bed a little bit smarter uh, or better than when I woke up. And, and overall, like, leave the world a better place than when you got here. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's the purpose of the soul. You know, um, in Judaism, we have, like, commandments, right? So 613 commandments. Um, Do you have and them memorized? Hum- um, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> What's 73A? <laughs> well, there's no particular order. You can order them any way you want. Um, another, another. I'll give you. I'll give you a fun one. One is uh, to be fruitful and multiply, right? So you got to bring into the world a uh, boy and a girl. So I, go out there and uh, and uh, <laughs> do your business. Handle your business, Eric. <laughs> it's just. It's just like in the in the '90s, you know. Fuck bitches, make babies, right? <laughs> You know, you gotta you gotta do what our parents did. You know what I mean? We we grew up in like this Amazon world, and it's uh you know uh, Amazon and uh, what's the other one? Um, Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Tinder, Tinder apps. You know, swipe oh, left, yeah, swipe yeah. right. You know, just like get whatever you want. You know, without any consequences and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, that that that's the other thing. I think you had another question. Um, well, let me before shift, I got into the ring curse. Well, let me shift a, a little bit now. Um, yeah. So how did all this and all these teachings turn you into a a Republican? So I wouldn't say I'm a Republican. <laughs> I would just say that the the teachings of there's a God, there's an objective morality. Um, good and evil, uh, working for it, um, made me lean towards the capitalistic point of view. And what I saw from the left, you know, my Democrat, Democratic friends, was that they were, they were leaning, you know, way towards communism, where it's the state, there is no God, there is no objective morality, you do what the state tells you is good, and no one is really guiding the state except the people who seized power or were elected into power so you know and i just I just see that like you know their morals and whatever they say is good drastically change what we grew up with is, is good you know what we grew up with just to give you an example a girl dressing slutty you know and baldy you know today would be just like she's very modest Okay, how did that happen? How did that transformation happen? That that's kind of like the political example would be how the the the, the two major parties have have flip flopped um, core values, which began to happen around the turn of the twentieth century. Um, re- Republicans and Democrats were opposites, you know, going through the right before the Civil uh, War and then after that. I mean, I don't know what happened, who there, there what, but you know, so so I saw that 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 shift, you know, and, you know, I have a mother, I have a sister, I don't want them to be, you know, uh, what we considered in the 80s and 90s, sluts, today, you know, normal, because it's just been normalized to dress like that and to act like that. So, um, I still have, like, the core values, kind of, that we grew up with in the 90s and, and, and that kind of stuff, but um, I'm more open-minded to, like, if you show me a better way, if you show me, you know, better technologies, I'm, I'm with you with that. But so, so I didn't really like pick right or left, you know, um, I knew everybody was a snake growing up, you know, politics and that kind of stuff. Everybody lies to get whatever they want, all that stuff. Um, when I saw, you know, Trump, I, listen, I, I, I grew up, you know, uh, reading his books and that kind of stuff. In fact, he was like the first book I actually read cover to cover, you know, the art of the comeback. Um, 
You know what I mean? So I never looked at him as like a bad guy or anything like that. So when he came in, you know, and he was just spewing whatever he was spewing, I was like, all right, yeah, let's get ready to rumble. This is like the WWF. Hulk Hogan, you know, uh, the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> you know, and everybody's like, well, he's not politician. I'm like, I don't really want him to be. <laughs> Those guys are creeps on the left and on the right, you know. Um, they do what's good for them. You know, they, they get bought by uh, lobbyists in Washington. Um you know, I think the pharmaceutical industry pays about like 280, forget what it was, billion or millions of dollars just in lobbying. And, you know, the best interest of the, the common person is not really addressed. And in that sense, I do agree with, with the whole, you know, left, you know, let's help the, the little man, the little guy um, aspect. But um, I don't trust them or anybody else to, to, to implement that. <laughs> why, don't we just, why don't we just help each other? <laughs> I wish it were that way. And, and that's been my biggest problem with, with him. Um, he's just too incendiary. Like, if he would just stay the fuck off Twitter. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 listen, I enjoy the show. I enjoy it. You see, you, see, you see the banter. Like, I go, I go with my friends on, on Facebook, right? Some people, like, get offended by it. But, like, other people, we're just joking around. I joke around with you. I- you, say, you say some things that are just, like, off the wall against religion. And I'm, like, you know, cracking up because, listen, it's funny. <laughs> like it's funny if, if if you look at the other person's perspective of the thing, it's funny. But I but what I say doesn't <clears throat> affect tens of millions of people. And look, you're always going to disagree with policies, and there's always going to be lies, whether intentional to get elected or get a position, or just because, like to your point, he he wanted to bring down healthcare costs. Well, that's impossible when there's so much money from pharma in the government. You just can't do that. Like, <laughs> I want to get back to where. And I knew this was going to happen. Um, you know, you could just disagree about politics and then go about your day. But his incendiary nature has everybody at each other's throats. And I just yeah. want to get back to, oh, yeah. they lied. That sucks. Um, I don't think it's ever going back. <laughs> I, 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 hope it, I hope it does. I, I hope that we can put the genie back in the bottle. But you're right. And that's why, you know. I hope Biden destroys him and gets 400 some electoral votes so he has no recourse. But if it's close, <laughs> I, yes, I'm, I'm kind of worried. And his incendiary things, unfortunately, affects a lot of the people that I'm very close with my, in my life who are a wide array of minorities. So I see their their pain and who comes at them from what he in, evokes um, firsthand. So I, I, I just want to get back to like, you know, boring, yeah. old, uh, disappointing Bo- politics. <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, I don't know. I, I live in Philly, you know, right? Um, all sorts of minorities. Everybody's around here. Blacks, whites, Asians, uh, Indians, Russians, Muslims. There, there's everybody here, you know? So I don't know what people, you know, are going through in the Midwest and you know, the other parts of the country. I have no idea. But here, you know, it's business normal. Nobody's like mean to blacks or mean to Muslims right. or mean to. It's just, it's, we're, to, we're working together. And I think that was the original idea of America, or at least that's what we were taught, you know, growing up, and is that we, we work together for the common good. That's, that's the problem because it, it's good in theory and sometimes in practice, but it's also. It, it, I find our founding documents very hypocritical and, and quite, quite honestly, antiquated and obsolete. 
Um, I think they're very vague. <laughs> just like just like the the, the uh, you know Facebook policies, you have to click agree on before you you get to use it, right? I, or like any other app, you know, you have no idea what they're saying. You're just like, okay, just let me use it. Let me just click agree and use it. All right. I don't agree, but I don't disagree, and <laughs> and I, I yeah, and to your point, that's where slavery. The word slavery isn't mentioned in any of those documents, but if you read it. The, the tea leaves are, are there. And I realized that, you know, that had to be a part of our country to, to compromise so that things can move forward. But, and that's where we get into the weeds of people trying to interpret this all different ways, which leads me to my next question, um, yeah. kind of in the middle of politics. So the new Supreme Court justice to be, I guess, uh, Amy Coney Barrett has a deeply, she's deeply Christian, right? I, I'm assuming, I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen her in you know, on her knees, praying to God. You know, okay, <laughs> but well, that's what they're telling us. Okay, right, yeah. right. Like, like hardcore, hardcore Christian woman, and I, I, I have a hard time wondering how someone who is that deeply religious. Look, most most people are, most people are not atheists. Most people have something. They're they're secular, like me, or mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. they're secular to a, another religion. Mm-hmm. Um, but she apparently is very deeply religious, and I have a okay. hard time thinking that. Unless she is like the pinnacle of being able to compartmentalize, which is possible Mm -hmm. because I hope that the people in the Supreme Court are the deepest intellectual thinkers of our time. Um, (laughs) But I have a hard time with her deeply religious values making certain Mm -hmm. decisions based on how she views and reads the Constitution. Because, again, that goes back to what I view as hypocrisy. We're supposed to be keeping, you know, God out of that stuff. Someone. Oh, okay. So, well, well, hold on, I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> yes, yes. Somebody yes. on my Facebook page said, "Well, you're Jewish. Doesn't that doesn't that affect how you view the world? Kind of, but not really. There's there's secular, there's orthodox. And right. There's, you're Jewish by birth. You're not Jewish by um, by uh, you know uh, doctrine. Right. But I, and this is where I said to this woman, I got to be honest. And I've said this my whole life. I think we have the damn best religion, you know, ever. Um, Why? Because we are not evangelists uh, like a lot of other religions are. And maybe you can put this in in more eloquent, artful words. But I'm like, I view it this way. We're Jews. Like, we we dealt with a lot of shit for a long time. Those pyramids Mm -hmm. didn't fucking build themselves. So (laughs) we know what it's like to be mistreated. Um, So we're we're super cool. Like, hey, you want to be in the religion? That's awesome. We're not going to push you into it. You want to be, you know, this level of Jewish? Awesome. But we're not going to push you deeper into it like some other religions do. We're very Mm -hmm. chill. We're very lax. We we embrace. um, It's inclusive. It's diverse. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was my best answer to to that woman. And, And mostly because there's different, again, degrees of how deeply you are in your religion and how deep you are will decide how you can certainly see documents. But I, I do think we have the best religion. It's very pragmatic. It's very logical. It's, it's very practical. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can tell me uh, I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> well, here, I'll tell you like this. As a secular person, religion sucks, right? Because my goal is to have as much fun. I guess I, I just view it like this. Um, as a secular person, I just want to enjoy as much as I can. And a lot of things that religion stops me from enjoying are very fun. They're very good. And the Torah says this as well. Okay. Um, 
if my goal is the next world and, you know, this, this fight between good and evil and, you know, God gave me commandments, then secular is very bad and I got to keep these commandments, right? So where do I fall in the middle? So, um, you know, Judaism is, is a bad word because it's not really a religion. Um, that's why we say if you're born then to a Jewish mother, then you're, you're, you're Jewish. It's because, um, I don't know if you heard of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob... I learned them in uh, in Hebrew school. I okay, didn't pay much okay. attention. And then we get so, to Cain and Abel, and there's killing and blah, blah, blah. Right, 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 right. So there, there was Abraham, then he had his son Jacob, uh, Isaac, then Jacob. Jacob had 12 kids. One of them was Judah, okay? In Hebrew, Judah, right? From from that tribe, that one of the sons came the Jews, came Judaism, right? It's named after him. Makes sense. Okay, so... It's just a lineage thing. It's not a doctrine thing. Now, when the Jews left Egypt, they stood at the mountain of Sinai and God spoke to them and they got the revelation of the Torah and and that's the actual doctrine. The Torah is a doctrine. But all 12 tribes got it. We're called the nation of Israel. We're not called the nation of Jews. So um, the other 12, 11 tribes got lost. And we were the only uh, tribe that was left. Okay, so that's why we, you know today we're called the Jews. Um, it's it's essentially a family. So that that goes to your point is like there's all different levels. You're right because the doctrine and the family are separated. Okay, that if even if you don't keep the doctrine, you're still part of the family. Um, so so um, and you that, can have the different that, levels. Yeah, that, that goes back to like the pushiness or evangelism of it. Right. Um, and may, maybe, so, go ahead. I'm sorry. Cause so I'm there is no, there, so there is no pushism or right. evangelism of it. Now, another thing is we, 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 we also know that every person in the world, whether Jewish or not, has a body and a soul. So, and we know that the body is going to take its effects on the soul. So we understand a person doing evil, right? It's not like we're going to demonize them and crucify them and like just destroy their lives because they messed up. Okay, but and, 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 and that's an inclination, right? So an otherwise good person in doctrine and just messed up a few times, right? We say that was the inclination got the best of them, right? Like in a game, okay? Mm -hmm. you, could be, you could be like the Patriots, well buttoned up, ready to play, all that stuff, and make a few errors. Or you could be just like loosey-goosey and, you know, <laughs> mess up most of the time. It, it all goes back to your, your doctrine and your philosophy, Right. So um, we understand that the world in general doesn't have a doctrine or a philosophy. Everybody's all over the place. Um, people who don't have this outlook will will necessarily, you know, um, be homers for their team. So the, uh, a fundamental uh, Muslim will be a homer for their team. If you're not like them, they'll kill you. Right. Or an evangelical, like you said, they want to preach. They want to they, they want to change you. They want to reform you. All that stuff. Yeah, We don't do that. We don't do that, right, because we understand, you know, God told us the, the nature of the human being. And that's why, like, in a very oversimplified way, that's why I said to that woman, and it was clumsy on Facebook, but I have always believed, like, we're the, we're the coolest, dopest religion. You want to be in? We're, that's totally cool. You don't want to be in? Fine. We have a lot of cool holidays, and you're missing out. Um, and maybe this is just the stereotype of, 
of society and culture today. And there's certainly a lot less of us than there are all the other religions, especially Christianity. Mm -hmm. So that's why maybe it feels like we know more of them trying to push their views and values than there are us. Um, but we, well, there's certainly it, a stereotype of that religion and what well, their beliefs the are and, and how it influences their, poli their political beliefs. Okay, so here, here's the thing. So um, in, terms of, in terms of Judaism and conversion to Judaism, every, everybody's welcome, all right? Um, but the idea is like this. is like the nations of the world have to keep seven commandments, okay? Um, and the Jews have to keep 613. So to, to ask you or to push onto you 613, it's just to push a burden onto you. Now, in the scales of heaven, right, like you want to have more merits than detriments, right? Um, so, so why would I give you more of a job to do than a smaller job to do? Right. Right. Okay. So I, I don't want, I don't want to pu push a burden onto you, right? So I wouldn't push a, our burden onto the nations of the world. It'd be, well, well, let it'd me just ask be you stupid, this. cruel. It, yeah. Okay. So that that makes sense as to why we're not so pushy as others are because there's a lot more homework involved. Yeah. <laughs> um. But. I guess I look at it as my view, my view is more secular. Um, mm -hmm. If I were going to marry or get with someone who was not Jewish, which is usually almost always the case, oh, no. uh, <laughs> uh, and she's like, I, th I think I, I think I want to get more involved in your religion, but I don't want to learn 613 things. I don't want to tow her this, tow her that. Is there like a, uh, a fast track way to convert to be secular like me? No. <laughs> the short answer is no. Okay. Um, the long answer is like this. You have to, in, in belief and doctrine, take on all those 613 commandments. Okay? You don't have to do them on day one. We understand it's like sports, right? If I overtrain you on day one, you're, you're, you're going to be destroyed. Yeah, you're going to be destroyed on the next couple of days, right? You won't be able to move. Your body will be stiff. It'll hurt. And that kind of stuff. You might even, you know, damage some things. So... It's a gradual process, but in theory, you have to take everything on. You have to say, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm working up to it. So there they can do that. Um, but again, she also, we, we have to test her commitment. She's not doing it for you. She's not doing it for any other alternative reason. She's doing it because, you know, something in her soul is speaking to her and saying, you know, let's do this. Yeah, I think you gave <coughs> the black and white answer, though, as to why I love the answer. There's just a lot more a lot more responsibility, so we're not going to push it on people. Um, mm -hmm. But you didn't disprove my thinking that it's a cool, it's a cool religion. It's it's a good spot. Um, my friend, I, 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 I listen, I go, speaking from my secular self, no religion is cool. Well, okay. then there's that. I, I, it's <laughs> like any kind of rules is not good, right? I want to do whatever I want to do. And and you know what? It, it gets a little murky. That means like if you have a girlfriend, I don't care. I'm taking her. You have a wife, I also don't care. I'm, you know, if we're attracted to each other, but there's no rules. I can do and you can do whatever you want. Well, then there's, <laughs> then there's just, you know, societal human decency. Oh, well, exactly. We'll kill each other at the end, right? Like, like if we're, you know, <laughs> if there are no rules, you know, like what's to stop me from robbing you and killing you and all that stuff, right? Well, but the, I mean, those rules don't, I guess, foundationally, they've all come from one religion or another. Um, but I wouldn't do any of those things. And that doesn't go back to my 
directly to my religion. It just comes back to my good upbringing. And yeah, if you want to trace that back in some way, somehow, again, it came from some religious document because that's where so much of this happened. Um, well, well, well here, of years ago, let's 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 talk about something really, you know, touchy. Um, you know, I don't know if you have ancestors um, that died in the Holocaust, right? I do not. Uh, so okay. far as I know, I do not. Okay, because you're you seem like you're from Europe. You know, I'm I'm more from the Middle East. But um, uh, in Europe, you know, like let's say you grew up as a German, and you know, all around you, you know, people are just like turning over the Jews and taking their stuff and killing them, and that was the cool, popular thing to do. And even if you you hit a Jew and you try to help him out, you'd be thrown in jail. You'd be persecuted for that, right? What do you do? As a German, yeah. Uh, you you closetly. I mean, <laughs> what do you, you do? I mean, you, like like, like you, you want to succeed in society. You want to be like you know. You want to be part of the you know elites or whatever you want to do. Okay, well but, this, this comes back to, to anthropology, and I I believe that. People, for the most part, and this goes back to, hold on, what, do you believe in dinosaurs? I don't know. Show me proof and I'll... I'll Fucking fossils! <laughs> How many trips to the, the Academy of Natural Sciences did we take when we were kids? And, okay, but my, my point is, and I use this in my, my mental health talks, um, not, not the one that you watched, but... Um, we're we're our our thing on earth human beings like what's the one thing what's the one thing that drives us like what's at our carnal base instinct sex stay the stay the fuck alive (laughs) oh stay alive stay alive right 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 so that's my you you know maslow's higher your needs right like you know Okay. So that's why when I when I do my talks and I, I talk about if your brain is telling you that you need to kill yourself, the brain is wrong. Something's not right, whether it's it's chemical or environment, something's wrong because you yeah. cannot run from your DNA. Right. Um, uh, Joel Embiid will always cannot run from his DNA, so he has to work even harder to be in good shape. And our base instinct mm-hmm. is stay alive. And if your brain's saying yeah. otherwise, there's a problem. And yeah. that's where I think... Um, that that's where you get back to. You'll do anything to stay alive and protect your tribe, mm-hmm. which millions of years ago or whatever might mean some really awful things, like killing someone else because they're trying to take your food or your wife or your place mm-hmm. you live. And over mm-hmm. the over the centuries and thousands of years, we've developed some some decorum, um, and mm-hmm. we're less carnal than than that. But so to go back to your German question, I want to stay alive. And while it might hurt my soul to spit on a Jew or to say, hey, I saw a Jew over there and they, they look like they were bullying a German woman. And then, you know, the Gestapo goes and takes them away. It hurts your soul, but you have protected yourself and your family. Right. So that here's the, the major difference between George Soros and Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses. Right, Moses, our teacher. What the hell, you bring George Soros up for? Watch, watch this. Okay. So, so apparently, George Soros was growing up in Nazi Germany, and he had that choice. He had the choice whether to be just like, okay, you know, it sucks to be a Jew, but like, I would rather be on the side of staying alive and thriving than the side of dying and you know, being tortured. And that's what he chose. And he actually was, uh, you know, he worked for the Germans um, to categorize the Jews and send them away and all that stuff. And they asked him years later, did you ever feel bad about it? And he's like, no, there was no other choice. It was just like, I just had to do it. And, okay. I- and, 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 and the opposite side of the spectrum is Moses, right? 
um, he grew up in Pharaoh's house and he had it good. And one day he, he went out and he saw uh, an Egyptian beating a Jew. You know, I remember and, this part. And, right. And he could have been he could have been quiet about it. But he said, no, he tried to stop him. And like when the Egyptian fought back, he killed him. Right. And he, he had a, he was forced to run away from the Egyptian from Egypt because of this. They were going to kill him because of what he did. So he chose the correct thing, even to the detriment of his life and, you know, you know, power and money and, and, and goodness. And, and this is the, the, the thing that. If you're going to be good, there is an objective good and an objective morality in the world. If we say it's subjective, then we can't agree about anything. Um, it's just like it's just like it's just like the rules of basketball. Like you can cry about uh, the the rules in the off season, right? Once you step on the court, yeah, that's it. You did, there's no crying about the rules. Just play with the rules, that, right? No, I get it. That, that I I use that example quite a lot with people who complain about you know the world's problems. You know what? Like, it, you mentioned capitalism earlier. I don't necessarily have a problem with capitalism. I have a problem with greedy, unrestrained capitalism. Yeah. But that's a talk for another time, and we're probably mostly on the same page with that. But hey, look, most of us are most of us are middle class or or below in different degrees of middle class. Stop complaining about it. This is the fucking game. <laughs> like, it, and as I always tell people. Life and things like that, it's not blackjack. Like, if somebody gets 21, you're done. Like, it's not so black. Life is poker. And to your point, like, you know the game. And do you know you know Malcolm Gladwell? Uh, yeah, I've seen him. I don't, I don't know his uh, theory so well. Yeah. Uh, I forget one of his books. It's like a David and Goliath thing. And, and, and he pointed out that when you... Is David and Goliath? Is that is that Old Old Testament? That's from that's that's from the Old Testament. Yeah. Okay, he makes a great point in this, and he changed my perspective, and he helped me craft this idea or, or work on this idea of like this is what it is. Um, you don't have to be an underdog. You 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 can play poker, not blackjack. Um, Goliath was was the big bad bully, right? Against David. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. David had a fucking gun in his hand. David shot that dude in the head. Oh, the slingshot, but okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> yeah. the way we're taught, and we don't know any better. We're, we're, we're hopefully by the decades we get smarter and more analytical. Goliath, mm -hmm. big bad dude, little guy, going to get his butt kicked. Well, he mm -hmm. picked up what was essentially a gun and shot right. him. So yes. was Goliath really the, the favorite? No, no, he wasn't at all. That's so. what Chris Rock says. He's like, he's like, you got, you got pecs. I got pecs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, what else did I, did I want to ask you? Um, so we, we How do you uh, take notes? Come on, man. <laughs> uh, we, we're all over the place. I mean, we're we're talking about like thirty no, I mean, years I mean, of like, like, stuff. Like, don't you like like you know before you do a show, you uh, make an outline and that kind of stuff. You were pretty stu studious when you were we were growing I was, up. Was and I do that with <laughs> some people, but I'm big on like the chemistry of something and. Uh. I don't have like one, two, three, four, five, because then, then, you know, you can get all screwed up. Like the Mike Tyson, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. In and, the then face. It's like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, if, if you stick to that outline too tightly and you're like, oh, oh shit, we, he went to five and I wanted to ask three. And then, so right. I, my thing is very conversational. Um, and I just so, let things flow. So, yeah, I think, I, 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 I think like what everything boils down to is like this is sports. It's like, are you going to work as a team to beat the challenges or are you just going to work as individuals 
you know, we played on sports teams that there were there were superstars, but they didn't succeed. And you know, other teams where you know everybody played as cohesive unit. There were good players above average, and they won. You know, and that's I, th I think that's the formula. So in in this world of challenges, like we as humanity, as society, could work together. There's no need to work as individuals or as groups or that kind of stuff. But the problem is the myopic view of most people in the world um, hasn't gotten there yet. And, well, and again, that goes back yeah. to my thinking of we're, we're <laughs> selfish. And as much as like there, there are good people, but collectively speaking, we are a very selfish species. And, and that's because of what our DNA was when, when we first stood up or however you want to view it. Um, it was to stay the hell alive. And those created a lot of selfish behaviors within us. And it's very hard to get away from that. And, and this probably dives back into uh, something in the Torah. I always laugh when people say, uh, they put that CEO on a middle-aged salary for, for a day and see what it's like. Or, you know, if I, if I had $4 million instead of 40000 I would treat the world, you know, I would give my money away and all this, uh, this altruistic bullshit. I'm like, no, you wouldn't. These people probably were like, like Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, and other people who you probably greatly dislike. They probably thought the same thing when they, when they were in their garages. But you know what? When you walk up that ladder, you change. And you go back to your core instincts, which is a lot of selfishness. And you get a taste. I, I can use an example of like a, in your profession, which people's salaries is not linear. But mm -hmm. I'll use the sports analogy. If you're a player and you, you're just coming off making $22 million a year and you're still in the prime of your career, guess what? You're not taking $17 million. You want 22 or more. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that it goes back to like, is is nature versus nurture, right? Um, and in and, and Judaism, we say it's both, right? You, 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 you have a body and it's physical and it wants to do like, you know, selfish things and you have a soul and it wants to do good and there's a constant battle. Now, uh, according to wherever you, uh, in the Zodiac you were born, the day, the hour, that has an effect and your parents has an effect on your body. Okay, and God gives you the soul. Okay, so so what's going to happen in every single person? There's going to be nature pulling at him. Okay, and there's going to be his um, nurture is growing up, but there's also going to be um, outside influences. Okay, that stuff that that you know he, he hasn't been exposed to yet, but when he hears them, he'll be pulled towards them. You understand like um, I'm, I'm sure you've gotten philosophies like after you had your struggle or whatever that they were outside of you you didn't you didn't know about them yet but then when you heard them or you started thinking about them you pulled them in and you're like wow i could really use this you know and 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 uh, that's everybody in the world it's it's life yeah there's a uh, there's an author that i like his name is johan hari uh, written a couple of mental health books he's probably right around our age if not like a little bit younger um one of the, the last book of his I read called Lost Connections, one thing that I often share from, from that is uh, before you go changing your brain chemistry, change your environmental chemistry. Mm -hmm. And that's to your point because a, a lot of people get so stuck in their heads, in their feelings, whatever it may be, they can't turn their heads left to right and go, oh, oh this is what is 
sickening my mind. And if you can remove mm-hmm. yourself from that, you'll mm-hmm. be a lot better off. But we're in the in what life is. Well, then I'd have to take like a ten thousand dollar pay cut. And then that's where I come and go. Yeah, but like half of that is you paying for medications and doctor visits mm-hmm. and everything else and other habits to make you feel better. So make less money and feel better. Right. So, you know, I, I, I would like to make the whole world feel better. And if I could, I would, I would say like this, that if we all found out what the purpose of life was and we all work towards that, every, no one would have any mental issues. They won't have any problems. The problem is you're not taught what the purpose of life is. You have no goal in no direction. Everybody picks for whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we start comparing to each other. We, we have all sorts of experiences and then we compare those experiences to other people and to things we see in movies and, and all that stuff. And, and a person get lost, right? And they get lost mentally, they get lost emotionally and that kind of stuff. And, um, that weighs on people. And then they, they seek all sorts of, of remedies to get out of it. But if you if you have a track and then you, you you measure everything in life according to that track, you'll see that things are not, they're definitely not as bad as you think at all. No, 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 no. Okay. So no no, and what I'm saying is is is, is that like in Judaism, like I, like I told you, the body and the soul, and all you do is you have the commandments, and um, you know you, your character traits. That's all you have to do, and develop. So at the end of the day, you, you said a good important point. It's like you'd like to go to sleep, that feeling like you, you left the world a better place, right? You did, and, and you grew a little bit more too as well, and that's that's exactly the point of Judaism, right? But there's an objective measure as opposed to subjective and you know one person thinks it's to be a good actor so today she's a better actor um, another person thinks it's it's to be a humanitarian another person thinks it's to be a better businessman so are you saying right? those are those are objective yeah, the, the 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 commandments are objective everything in life that we grew up with is subjective yeah, and the exactly. subjectivity drives people nuts okay some people know their subjectivity and they're like they don't care and they go gun ho about it and they're fine with that. And other people just, you know, are left to find it. They're like leaves blowing in the wind. Because they don't have, they, they don't have a God or, or some kind of existence to, to your point of, they don't know why they're here. Yeah. And it doesn't they, have to be they're, some... they're meaningless. Yeah. It's, meaning, it's a meaningless existence. Uh, and, 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 and not meaningless, like, like if, I, if I say like, hey, let's play tennis on this basketball court. <laughs> we could, right? And we're like, yo, man, I'm really good at this. This game, this game is awesome, right? And, you know, someone's going to come and tap you on the shoulder. Like, that's not the game. You made up that game within the game for yourself. And you're, you're having fun. You're enjoying it. You're, you're succeeding in it. But that's the game you made up for yourself. That's well, not really the game. It, it's something that I've come across a, a lot with many people over the last 10 to 15 years. And it was probably always there, but the world is more interconnected. We're, 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 a, lot, we're a lot savvier about our, our mental health and that. But purpose. Yeah. You got, and I think I, I used that in my TED Talk that I, I think you watched. You know, mm-hmm. The meaning of life is to find your gift. purpose of life is to give that gift away. And yes. I came across I like a, a friend's meme uh, or something, a graphic, uh, not long ago. Just one of these internet friends I've made over the years. And she was like, "Don't, don't go for." And it was it says, "Don't go for happiness. Go for purpose, because happiness, yeah. just like sadness, is is fleeting. If you have yeah. purpose, it will drive you. It's it, it's a right. beacon. It's a calling. I've got a bunch of other things saved away that go exactly back back to that. 
stop buying things that are materialistic. I will never stop buying sneakers and transformers. <laughs> but I know that well, those things are materialistic and they, they fill something very short-lived. But do right. things that are meaningful and, to, to your point, fill your soul, not your belly in a lot of ways. Right, exactly. So, and the, so the, the real question is, is as, as humans, as people on this planet, do we have... A common purpose meaning that common purpose like with each other meaning like my purpose is the same as your purpose is the same as everybody else's purpose um, and and when you when you go and study Judaism it's yes you have a soul and you have a body the body wants to do bad the soul wants to do good and there's commandments right and there's character traits and that is common throughout all humanity the person in Africa the person in Australia Europe here you know, the person in the hood, the person in Bel Air. It, we're all on on that track. So let me ask you a very yeah. like basic question. How do our religious conflicts, which have happened for centuries and thousands of years, why do they always happen? Is it is it they're interpreting what their guiding religious principles are differently? Yes. Like don't don't like Muslims have hated Jews. Uh, am I right with that? Um, yes and no. Um, the radical, like it's always the radicals. Nobody in the middle right. has a problem with one another. There's always going to be radicals and it's always going to be the small handful of people that, that ruin it for, for right, a Right, right, exactly, of- exactly. Um, I, I think most people are ignoramuses. They don't really study their religions, um, Judaism included. Um, I could, just because I studied for 11 years and I pretty much like went through every single text you could, you could go through. Um. Most people I don't uh, I don't think do that. The, the average Muslim on the street doesn't do that with the Quran, and the average Jew doesn't do that with the Torah, and the, you know just throughout everything, right? And when you have false ideas of what something is, coupled with human instinct, right? And um, you know a, a flare of temper, uh, like an event, something missing, can happen. Missing purpose. Yeah missing purpose right you you just you're just off track just yeah. off track god did not create the world to 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 make people um suffer he created he created it so we all have good I'll right? he wants everybody to have good let me weave a, a jesus thing in there so we can create we can we can uh, complete the trifecta of things <laughs> um it's like i'm i'm pleased there's there's a stereotype that somewhere in the bible somewhere with christianity catholicism you're supposed to hate gay people um, and it irks me because I know that th- okay. those those people, uh, those okay. are exactly the people that you just described. They're okay. misinterpreting something. And I like the right. people who come back and go, hold on a second. That's okay. Jesus would never if Jesus is what you think he is. He would never want you hating someone else because they're slightly different from you. Right. But these stereotypes take a hold and the, and the radicalism gets out of control. And then this is why it's we're insane. at each other's throats. Yes. So basically, um, we, we, we got to stick to the objectiveness. So the objectiveness is like we're the only religion that, that, that says that God spoke to all of us at once, right? Everybody else is, you know, they went into a cave and they got some kind of di- divine premonition and they wrote some things down, right? They're, they're all man-made. Man-made is always flawed, but godly made is perfect. So in the Torah, it says that, you know, not to be, not to have homosexual relations. It doesn't say about like your preferences. It doesn't say anything like there's no such thing as the word gay. Okay, it's just don't do this act. You can you can say a man man's attractive. I mean, I grew up. Uh, you know, my mom would always say like, 
you know, wow, look at that woman. She's beautiful, you know. <laughs> so I had no problem saying, damn, that dude looks good, man. He has a good body, so right? In the, in the Torah, it says homosexuality is a sin? So it says, it says not to have sexual relations, not to have homosexual relations. Yes, that 100% it says. But it doesn't say hate the person who does it, right? Oh, it doesn't it just says say, don't do it. Be, right, it just says don't do okay, it. That's so one of the commandments. Let me ask you this, and, and maybe we're getting into the weeds here, but you can answer these questions. You're very intelligent. Um, maybe we weren't as, as asleep in school as we thought we were. I knew that I was asleep <laughs> a lot. So why does God have to tell you not to do that if God made you, right? So again, it goes back to that test. So I got to give you a test to pass in order to give you the reward. So the test is I give you a body, okay? And I give you a soul. And I give you an objective uh, goal, right? It's just like put the ball in the basket. Right? Got it. Uh, okay. I, I, <laughs> I get more scientific about it. Where, <laughs> no, in the sense no, that go ahead. I get Tell more me. scientific in the sense that the word preference was a firestorm on uh, like Tuesday during the Supreme Court hearings, and and to her credit, she walked it back. Well, Preference makes it thing like makes you go, you know what? I'd rather have pizza tonight instead of uh, instead of Chinese. Like you, well, you chose, like you uh, don't you don't get to decide what you like and don't like. Um, yeah, that's that's true. It's kind of like an instinct. It just comes to you, right? Like I just I just look at a woman. And, oh, boom! It's beautiful, or it's not beautiful, but right? You, it's like an instinct, right? But, but you you were <clears throat> born attracted to women. Yeah, yeah. You didn't I, have I, a choice. You didn't have a choice. Like when when God was putting Modi together, it wasn't like Modi. You want to like dudes? You want to like girls? You want like blondes <laughs> or brunettes? Like you didn't have a choice. Granted, superficial things can change, right. but you didn't have a choice, and that's why I've changed my mind a lot over the years when it comes to um, how we treat criminality. Right. Um, and even the hot thing, like pedophilia, like these people don't want to be attracted to 12-year-olds. Right. It's not like just like, hey, I want to like this, right? Because I would want to like, I don't know, uh, <laughs> leaves and then just yeah. be happy just going yeah. wherever the leaves are, right? Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't get <laughs> yes, that choice. Yes, 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 yes. The test, the test is individualized to everybody. So some people have the test of homosexuality. Some people have the test of thievery. Some people have a test of anger, not to kill other people, you know? Um, everybody has a different test in this world, okay? We're not all the same, built with the same tests. There's guiding principles throughout all humanity. Those are the commandments. But um, not everybody uh, has the same uh, Sure. Challenge. No, I get it. I get it. Um, we don't have too much more time and we because we could actually uh -huh. go for hours, but I, 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 I don't want to yeah, keep you forever. <laughs> um, thank God you don't have a terrible Philadelphia accent. I was fearing that like when i come home sometimes one i can't understand what some people say and two they can't understand what i say particularly when i'm like can i have a water please because uh, i've lost water. water i've lost a lot of my my accent over the years so two things do you have anything you want to ask me and then if not let's just talk about sports <laughs> I don't want to ask you. I mean, I, I, I just told you I was, I was, uh, I always looked up to you um, growing up. Um, even though we we're the same, you know, same age and everything like that, you were just uh, maybe a few hairs breasts better than me at sports. So I kind of looked up to you, academics as well. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's just uh, you, you happy? You, you good right now? You sound good. Are you, are you good? Uh, better than most people. Like I, my. I wanted to kill myself for a long time, and I always say that I was too much of a coward to do it. 
But it's real. It's some of that, but it's also I learned very early on in, in my journey with battling with the bipolar and mostly the depression and anxiety of it was if I if I kill myself, um, my my dad will be devastated. And I was very fortunate <laughs> when I learned about when I got this diagnosis and I started to to read up on it. Like I'm like, okay, now I know who the enemy is and. I treated it like a game, like a sport. Right, okay, right. so here's how we're gonna. Here's how Bill Belichick is gonna beat this team this week. I started reading everything, and I was very fortunate very early on to learn that if I kill myself, the emotional devastation that I would bring to others that care about uh, me would uh, would be immeasurable. None of this stuff about going to hell or anything like that. Right, but right. I I couldn't live being dead, knowing that my dad would have to bury me. That you know what that, that that's awesome. I, I l- l- listen. Parents have a. You know, as much as you let them, they have a huge effect on us. And I, I me too, in, in a different context, you know, I, I dated non-Jewish women and, and you know, uh, even maybe have preferred that. But um, I just couldn't do it. Like my mother said, don't do it. <laughs> I just couldn't. You know, and in the end, uh, I, I, I wound up not doing it because I didn't want to upset her. And I think, I think like you, that, that, that's an awesome point. If we... If we find that entity that we don't want to disappoint, you know, and we want to um, elate even, you know, have them give them good and we and we work towards that. I think that could give us like amazing purpose and achievement. When I so I had been here for, let's see, 13, 14, 15, 16. And then in the middle of 2017, um, the station where I worked let go of our morning show to do something syndicated. And uh, I was, I had expected it. Um, I saw the writing on the wall, so I was prepared for it, at least mentally. But then in the, in the ensuing days, so many people reached out to me and said, thank you for talking about what you do on the air. Um, and I got such moving answers such as, you helped me be able to talk to my, my son who uh, battles bipolar. Uh, I had a therapist say, hey, uh, I've had people say that they used to listen to you on the radio and, and they came... They decided to get help because of what you talked about. And that, that like punched me in the face with purpose. And that's when I knew I got to stay here. I'm done hopping around radio jobs and whether it's radio or not, and thankfully it still is, I'm going to continue to talk about this stuff and talk about the things that other people have a very hard time talking about. I don't ever try to, you know, do any sorcery on anybody. I've got some cognitive behavioral techniques that I can share. Um, but all I want you to do is to help yourself so that your, your friends and family don't have to bury your ass. Awesome, awesome. All right, on to the sports. All right, what do you want to, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk? You want to do Phillies? No flyer stuff. You want to do Phillies? You want to do Sixers? You want to do Eagles? You tell me. I mean, um, just to look at all 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 the Philly sports, it, it just seems that I don't know how you know cap space is managed and all that stuff, but um, I just look at the the Sixers um, and the Eagles and their drafting and. I watch the draft, uh, the combine, and the draft, right? And I see the combine. I see who the good players are just by looking at the combine. And 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 you know what? Every single time these players hit, and year after year, I see the Eagles or the Sixers pass on these players, and I'm like, what the heck are you guys doing? You know? And, and, and when it comes to fruition that these players are not playing up to par. It's like it's like. Wait a minute. I know more than you guys. Why are you complicating something that's simple, that you know the eye test passes? I think there's, and they might be guilty of overthinking it. They might also just not be very good at it. Because I, I agree with you that you've got to build teams 
um, with cheap players through the draft and after the draft signing these players and then free agency is the is the icing on on top paying you know the players to get you over the hump Mm -hmm. i don't know i because we're not there maybe they just happen to run maybe they have a very rigid immovable unflexible uh filter when it comes to character and culture um Right, and, I, I, and we think, pin our hopes onto their ability to do this, right? <laughs> and, and their desire, and, and you know, to go back to the stuff, like the the purpose. Like I can look in your eyes and go, "You're fast as anything, man. You can run these routes. You've got this arm." But I can look at your eyes and go, "You don't, you don't love this," or right, right, ma- right, maybe right, yeah. maybe you party too much, and I don't think you're the kind of dude. Like we all see, we'll use the the Browns example is a great one. We all looked at Johnny Manziel, and was, that dude is a great college football player. But the Browns couldn't go, couldn't stop themselves from whatever, uh, and go. We all see that this dude likes to party. Like this is not right. about football. This is about celebrity <laughs> to him. And everybody's yeah. got their 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 different filter. Um, right. And it worked. The Eagles caught lightning in a bottle, and maybe it was just luck with the roster they put together for 2017. Yeah. Um, it, it, they're certainly not the Patriots. They they can't get something out of nothing right so uh, i i think it, it you know it comes we, we we can we can agree on that you put together a, a roster that can play that um wants to win every every man on that roster and the coaching uh to put them in the position to do so within the confines of uh the, your budget right that, you- that that's the goal that's the goal of every gm should be are you fire the coach person? Like, do you want Doug Peter? Did you want Doug Peterson fired in the beginning of the year? Um, because I didn't like the, you know, in, in, in the NFL, it's very simple. Run the ball, right? Control the clock, you know, don't make mistakes, right? It's very, very simple. It's That's the tried and true throughout, you know, the 50 years or however many uh, Super Bowls there's been, right? But you, if you can't run the ball... I, I, I hate when I flip on the radio Monday, and this is, it's amazing. With all the places I've been, the complaints yeah. are copy and paste for everybody. <laughs> totally. Uh, we didn't run the ball enough. I'm like, yeah. hello, you were running for 2.8 yards a carry after seven after 11 carries. You're running it into a wall. I mean. It, it, that could be, 100%. That could be. Um, but there were times when we were having, you know, five and six yards a, a pop, you know. And, and, and um you know, so so, are are the X's and do I know the X's and O's perfectly? No, I, I don't. I don't study football perfectly, right? Does the owner, does the general manager, you know, somebody has to be above the coach to give them that check and balances. The GM right? and, and the GM has to off. the GM has to have you know that checks and balances that they know football as well as the coach, right? If they don't know football as well as the coach, it doesn't really matter. Right? What are you going to do? Fire the coach? It's like, oh well, this didn't work. It's just like trial and error. <laughs> does uh, in algebra? Does, does, is it five? No, well, that didn't work. Is it four? No, that didn't work. Let's try two. Let's try. You know, it, you you can't go like that. You can't. You can't. You got to have a person who knows that could check to see if the game day decisions were made correctly, right? And and um, also game management, meaning like time management. You know, what Andy uh, we, Reid botched for years. Exactly, exactly, hundred percent. We we had a heartbroken so many times because of that stupid clock management. <laughs> the like, guy knew how to put together a roster. Right. He kind of knew how to get him in the position to win. Just couldn't play with it. 
two timeouts yeah. in the first four minutes of the second half. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> another thing that I would always push back on against fans was it might not necessarily have been the play call, and and a lot of times maybe it was, but I'll say that I won't blame the play call. I'll blame the execution. Like, sure, maybe you should have run there. Um, because it's obvious mm-hmm. it's third mm-hmm. and one, but you decided to play action or get a shovel pass and get and get fancy. I don't care that you didn't run. I care that you didn't execute it better. Right. So <laughs> again, you got a plan, and then you got to go to do the plan. So th- th- this goes back to like our religion, right? You know the plan. I mean, sometimes you just you, you don't you, you 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 know there's there's an opposing force. Right, in a, in, in a game, yeah, there's a defense. They they're also getting paid to, to stop you, right? Yep, 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 right. Yep. So you could have tried your best, but there was something on the other side over there, right? So same thing. A person has an evil inclination. Like he could get up and say, "I'm going to be a good person. I'm not going to cheat in, in business today." And then all of a sudden, he gets the juiciest deal ever, and he just he just you know it just gets the better of him, and right? Fans, <laughs> fans are super emotional, and I'll use what you just said to the Bengals game. Like, Doug Peterson didn't have a right decision on that fourth down. Like, mm-hmm. he just he just couldn't win. And mm-hmm. you're right. There's there's a force trying to stop uh, people here with this. And if, if it's third and one and, you're try- and, and you've been running the ball well and you decide to pass it, well, this is where I, I get into, like, metaphysical stuff and physics. Like, you don't know that that third and one run – was going to work anyway because that team was maybe planning for it and maybe they right. fixed what they needed to in the last couple mm-hmm. of plays and mm-hmm. and this is mm-hmm. the, the the yin and yang and that's where it comes back mm-hmm. to the real oversimplification of just have better players. <laughs> well, I think football is very easy. You have a line of scrimmage, just keep Win moving. It. Just keep moving the ball. <laughs> just, just move that ball, right? Sometimes they try to take plays like you know, a fifty-yard bomb. You know, and I'm like, what do you? Like, did you really need that? <laughs> if it works, you're like, yeah. If it didn't work, it's like, but did you some, really need that? But sometimes you just that, gotta, that just goes into chunks. What? But sometimes that goes into the larger scheme of you, that play is there because you're setting something else up to matriculate the ball down the field. So it's a psychological game. It's yeah, not just ab- a physical, right? It's because they are human beings. Mm-hmm. And exactly. that's why there's that's why there's shit talking. That's why you got to make sure you pick a dude who his idea of going out is Tuesday night for coffee, not Friday night before a Cowboys game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got to have yeah, you got to commitment. Definitely those, commit. Those are the and, things that we don't we're us as fans are not privy to. That's why to go back a bunch of years, I wasn't totally uh I was not mad at Chip Kelly when he ditched Deshaun Jackson when he did because right. he was kind of a bad he was kind of a bad seed and he was getting to the point in his career where he was going to start getting hurt. He had like a good year and a half in Washington and it was yeah. dumb to bring him back because at this point you and I can probably at least we can stay on the field. I want to strangle him and not for the comments he made about Hitler. Okay. Oh. <laughs> that dude drives me up a wall. He was great. He did amazing plays. He did some boneheaded plays. Okay, like like just you know holding the ball out right before the one yard line and just losing it because he was showboating. Right. He did some boneheaded plays. Um. And and then he 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 just you know was constantly crying about his contract. Right. And it's just like okay, you distraction. You, you yeah, distraction after distraction. 
And then when he came back, it's like, are you going to play or are you not going to play? I mean, I saw him getting breaking down in, in Washington. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, don't, I don't know if he went to another team. I forget. But um, I saw him breaking down. I'm like, well, I hope he comes here. He'll be healthy. You know, there's that, that hope, right? And then he hasn't been at all. <laughs> like, he's played like five games in two seasons. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been as disappointed and... I remember I drafted him on my fantasy team because I think, and this was last year. Um, mm. I'm like, okay, so he'll play, you know, ten games and score touchdowns and in, in eight of them, and he had a great first game, and then I think he had a great first like three quarters, and then he was hurt. I'm like, okay, well, there's a uh, there's a lower body injury, and it was a nice game that he played, and that's that because he was just at that point in in time, and it was it, this was a in my opinion, and this wasn't me going, this isn't 2020 hindsight. It didn't take uh, an NFL general manager to go, it's very likely that Deshaun Jackson is not going to play 16 games. And if you know he's not going to play 16 games, then you've got to go, at this point in his career, is he even going to play 8 or 10? And at that point, he's just taking up a roster spot, and you made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um... I, I don't I, I don't know I don't know what to tell you I mean I, I look at I look at teams like like Seattle right um, they brought in Matt Flynn and all of a sudden you know and they paid him very handsomely right yeah. to come in to be their quarterback yep. and all of a sudden you know Russell Wilson just outshines him in camp he's a rookie and they're like well what are we gonna do or are we gonna like you know um, stick to our arrogance and and show how much we know about football to our detriment or are we just gonna be like you know, be honest and humble and be like, this guy's better and let's let's go win some games. Right? And that's what they did. They were humble and they just, you know, instead of like, you know, uh, pushing their decision, Aguilar was the wrong choice. They kept pushing him. Um, uh, our Sega Whiteside is the same thing. He's the wrong choice. They keep pushing him. I, I mean, I, I don't understand. Uh, the, that linebacker, uh, Smith, he was the wrong choice. They kept pushing him out there. Like, how long before you just say, just like, dude, we made a mistake? And they, they, people are just arrogant, and they don't want to lose their jobs, and they don't want to, they don't want to admit fault. Go, goes and, back, uh, goes back to earlier stuff. They're, they're, they're selfish and arrogant. I mean, they, those uh, things often go hand in hand. Hundred uh, percent. I don't want to keep you much lower. So Sixer yeah. stuff. I, I hope they sign Daryl Morey by the. I hope they sign Daryl Morey by the time. Well, by the time I post this. <laughs> I hope so too. Competence has, has has just like I don't know. Ever since they brought in the Colangelos, everything's just been a mess. They're, the that. owners are bad, and yeah, the guy doesn't care. He's just yeah. a, you know he's he's a he's a Devils fan. He's a Sixers fan. He's not he's not a fan. He's just like a business guy. Yeah. You know, he's not he's not, uh, he's not anybody to hold anybody uh, accountable. And that's what's so disappointing about the Eagles that they've. Yeah, they're in the playoffs like the last handful of years, but they keep winning like eight, nine games and getting in the back door. It's far, it's far removed from like this is ten and eleven wins like it was under the oh god, I'm going to throw off the McNabb years. <laughs> and that's what's disappointing because I think Jeffrey Lurie is a good owner, and he might be too loyal to a fault. And maybe I need to change my mind and go. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's just a good owner, not a great owner in the pantheon of the the, the uh, Bob Kravitz and you know the collective that owns the Packers because. He's yeah. allowing this to continue. Yeah, I think I think I think we we underestimate how much we're fans and the owners are owners. I'm not I mean, a fan. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm saying they they're not fans. Right. You know, like like Bob Kraft, Bob Kraft is a fan. Yeah. I maybe Jerry Jones is a fan, but it, to them it's it's a business. It's a business like like any other thing. And you know, they you got to manage relationships. You got to do this, all sorts of things that winning is not the priority all the time. You know, I 
I think cutthroat, the, cutthroat winning, cutthroat winning. I mean, again, there are always degrees and shades of things. Like Josh Harris, yeah. the owner of the Sixers, he is too much of an owner, and he doesn't have any iota of fan in him, and he is disconnected from the fan base and that's not good whereas mm-hmm. Jeffrey Lurie realizes that it's a business he's connected to Philadelphia he knows that when the team doesn't do well it affects his business and he can right. marry the two better he's just got to make some some better decisions but I don't disagree at all and I think it finally after decades people have gotten it into their heads these are all businesses the only reason anybody owns anything is to make money mm-hmm Hundred percent. Well, I, I think I think we we looked at at sports as something real, like you know, if one team wins, the other team loses, it, it's our moods that, that change, and something happened in reality, and oh no, and you know, elation and that kind of stuff. And really, these athletes are getting paid just like anybody else going to work getting paid, and these owners are you know trying to make a profit just like any other business trying to make a profit, and we we've been more privy to that. In the, in the later years right now as we grow up we've been seeing that with the coverage and all that stuff you know contracts whoever heard of contracts when we were little we're just like this guy uh, signed uh, 50 million uh, for 10 years right that's all we heard we didn't hear anything like oh they were negotiating they wanted this part restructured this was a signing bonus like we're, we're getting into the, the, the actual details right now which was never you know never happening we're getting into these people's lives which never happened oh this guy was arrested this guy went to the gym today this guy you know <laughs> we're, we're, we're hearing things that, that that you know uh it's it's bringing sports into a whole new light and it's it's disconnecting our fandom from our um from our realiz- realization that this is life in in the yeah. constant in in, and, a, in the context of a show and you have no control over it whatsoever I, <laughs> dude I, I have never been more depressed by a sporting event than when uh the eagles lost the closing game at the vet to the bucks oh, yeah, i yeah, have no. never <laughs> been like i can feel how demoralizing i i think that was the next day was martin luther king jr day so i didn't have to go into work and i don't think i would have been able to anyway because i was i was like how did they lose to the bucks at, at home, home, cold closing. weather, <laughs> freezing and, uh, weather. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that that would that's what hit me. I was like, I don't want to be a fan anymore. Like, and I realized that, you know, you, you take the good with the bad. It's like a, it's like a relationship. But when you invest so much of your emotion in something you do not control at all, yeah, uh, like you're you're asking for trouble. So I'm glad yes. once I got into sports talk stuff, sports talk radio, I could be as objective as possible. And it, it pissed a lot of people off. It pissed off. Allen and all these other guys and you know they're like how do you see it like this I'm like well I mean how who are you to tell someone to spend their money a certain way it's right my, it's my team so what I'm not telling you to go buy filet mignon instead of flank steak like who are you to tell the John Middleton to spend x amount of dollars it's his money exactly <laughs> exactly so well good to talk to you right. thanks for taking this time what, what have you, you been too, doing man. God bless what have you. you been doing for the last like hour have you been sitting in your car or I, I've actually been sitting in my car I've joined the the, the air conditioner in here uh, it's been raining outside I got to go ready, get ready for what's called Shabbat, Shabbos. Yeah, you know? I know Shabbat. I know Shabbat. Uh, I got, I got, I got, see, it's, it's just like sports. Sundown is game over. Yep. So I got to be, I got to be finished all my preparations before sundown. So there are about 2,021 Jews that live here in Toledo. And I think I know most of them. Oh. Uh, it, it is a, this is the least diverse place uh, I've, I've ever lived. There's black, there's white, 
and, and that's mostly everything. Um, <laughs> it, but I, I like it here a lot. Where, where do you live? Um, northeast, uh, if you know uh, Sali, Algon, that area. Yeah, I know that. I know that. Like, <laughs> like Ronhurst area? Ronhurst, exactly, exactly. Ronhurst. Do you have a house or something? No, I rent. I rent. I'm, uh, you know, how could I be on Facebook all day long? chatting right <clears throat> and and doing these things if um you know i was actually successful and had loads of money you know and if i did if i was actually successful and had loads of money i'd probably be owning because it's supposed to renting not right? necessarily so. I, I, I've, I just bought my first house or my first awesome. I, have, I have a condo but i rent it all the time because my my industry was never stable so i would be dumb to get into a 30-year oh, mortgage right, but right, right, right. my i was paying in rent a thousand dollars a month and now my condo is like 725 with the HOA so my lawn gets mowed and stuff. So it, it can uh, be cheaper. Do you have a job? I do not have a job. How do you pay bills? I have money coming in all sorts of different ways. Oh, I've, God. Uh, I've I've set up now. I've set up residual income businesses. Like uh, um, passive incomes? Passive incomes. Yeah, I set up passive incomes. I teach I teach Torah, you know, and uh, people give me donations and that kind of stuff as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that's for the most part. Pissing people off on the internet, like you, yeah, exactly. I'm amazing at that. If you could get me paid, monetized for my Facebook posts, oh, we we'd be we'd be we'd be well, rolling. You have to set up a, a a fan page or a business page. Um, can you help with that, buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, you, you. So I have my, my regular page, but then there's Eric Chase and the Fam on Q105. Have you seen that? I, I've seen it, but I didn't know what, what it was. So so the only reason I set that up a couple of years ago wasn't that I was like some arrogant, like hoity-toity radio person. It's because it, it allows me to feed the Facebook beast of like I can pay to push posts out and target posts. Wow. You can't do right. that on a personal page. Right, I can, I can, I can, I can pay, but I want to get paid. I don't want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, you can. You have a business page. It gives you. There are more tools there that you can. You know, sell some advertising and things like that. Oh, okay. All right. All right. This no. is why you shouldn't. You should have kept the special kind of stupid. I had the whole uh, plan all laid out. Listen, I can go back to it. Okay, it was, it was, it was ticking a lot of people off, and it was, it was drawing in a crowd. It was doing both. It was doing yep. both. All right, dude. All right, good to talk to you. And yeah, one of these anytime, days when anytime. I when I come home, I'll uh, I'll get. I have a lot of people to check off. I've been home in like I guess almost three years now. So, but, yeah, anytime um, you want a beer, or coffee, whatever, I'm. I'm you good can't for drink it. beer. That's against the soul thing, right? <laughs> too much. Yes, you're right. Too much. You're right. You're right. One, one is all right, but so too much. If, is right. if I have two a day, that's fine. But if I have fourteen in one sitting, then we got then we God's going to be pissed. Exactly. You're feeding the body. You're feeding the beast. The but beast. the other six days. <laughs> You didn't have anything. <laughs> it's not. It's not an a average, buddy. It's a <laughs> another another reason why our religion is great: Manischewitz and wine. I don't know if there's so much alcohol in other religions. <laughs> That's true. A lot of wine drinking. I'm about to go drink some in uh, about two hours. <laughs> awesome. All right, dude. Good all to right. talk to you. Um, Take care. I'll get this up posted soon. We'll chat soon. All right. Awesome. Tag me. Thanks. I will, man. Bye.